Hey guys, it's your boy Deji back again for another episode of Footy Talks. Yes, 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 and as you can probably tell from the name of this episode, it's called EPL Review Match Week 1. So you know we are going to be talking about the first match week in the English Premier League. Now, if you're just listening to this podcast for the very first time, wait. First of all, you're very much welcome. You're welcome. Can we give them a round of applause? Yeah, roll the round of applause. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But more importantly, I'd like to say that you should definitely go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast so you can know what this podcast is all about. So I won't have to like take you back or you won't be confused throughout this whole episode. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing a review of the first match week of the English Premier League today. So, if you're listening to this right now, go get yourself a cup of coffee, go get yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and let's delve into the first match week of the English Premier League. Okay, so as we know, the English Premier League came back to our screens for the very first time since the last season on Saturday. And wow, wow, what an intro it was. We had a lot of matches, a lot of fixtures. You know, initially, I actually wanted to do like um, a preview of the season and talk about like each and every single team and give predictions on where I thought or I think the teams will finish but um i was a bit occupied so i couldn't do that so i just decided you know what i'll just do the review so yes let's get right into the action um the first match the very first match that we had that saturday was arsenal versus fulham wow um you know actually before the start of this game i didn't expect a lot okay i thought maybe probably arsenal will win because um i felt like they are just too strong or they had too much for fulham so i actually expected arsenal to win but not in the manner they won they were so comfortable throughout the game in fact fulham didn't pose any serious threat or a challenge so in that game um i think um Aubameyang scored um gabriel scored lacazette scored lacazette opened up the scoring in the eighth minute gabriel went ahead to score right after halftime and then emrick Aubameyang netted um, his first goal of the season um in the 57th minute and now surprisingly in that game william actually had two assists well if on on fpl it was actually three assists but recorded officially it's two assists and um a lot of arsenal fans were already getting high over their heads oh william yes let's go william but let me just tell you as a chelsea fan as i've mentioned before in this podcast don't get too excited william has one of those performances once in a while where he just comes and does a few assists and for all you know that might be the only assist he might get that season but let's forget about it it was a good performance by him anyway i really enjoyed the match and it looks like um let's talk about arsenal it looks like ateta really knows what he's doing he knows how to set a team up and ever since ateta has come in at least like since the lockdown period arsenal have looked very very strong defensively and it's it's quite of a surprise to me actually it's harder to break arsenal down right now um so yeah big ups to ateta whatever he's doing there arsenal really looks like a formidable team and i think they are going to be comfortable this season as long as injuries don't affect them but before i predict where they'll finish let's let's talk about something else so um fulham as for fulham wow um they don't look like they're going to stay up yes it looks like they're going to be relegated definitely 
because they did not pose any threat at all. I don't I don't think they have enough in that team to stay up. They just look so so weak. They don't look like they know what is happening. Once Arsenal scored the first goal, they were just lackluster. They didn't do any nice combinations up front. So I think they will really struggle this season. Um, and Mitrovic didn't start, which was a surprise to me. I don't know why Mitrovic didn't start. But um, there might be some hope for them. If Mitrovic gets back his form and um, is injury-free, then maybe they can score a few goals. But nope. uh, I don't know. They just don't look convincing enough. And I think they're going to go down. So, um, on to the next game. Crystal Palace versus Southampton. Okay, that was a very... It wasn't the most interesting game of the of the match week um, but Crystal Palace won that one by one by one goal to nil and I think it was a goal from Wilfred Zaha in very early on in the game that gave them that win so you know the classic Crystal Palace score first be tight defensively and not concede any goals so yes I don't know whether this season we'll, we'll see the Zaha that we knew from seasons ago where he was banging in goals but they looked very comfortable and I think with the signings of Easy and Batshuayi, Crystal Palace will be fine. And I saw some people were saying that they will probably struggle this season but for me, I don't think they will struggle. I think they will be totally, totally fine. Southampton on the other hand, um, they will also be fine. I think um, that game, they just didn't um, expect Crystal Palace to play as well as they did. And um, Danny Ings was not able to score and uh, um, hopefully he gets his form back because uh, He's in my FPL team. Okay, no, he's not in my FPL team, but hopefully he gets his form back and continues uh, the banging goals for Southampton. Uh, on to the next match, which was the very, or the most interesting match, the most eye-catching match of the match day. It was Liverpool versus Leeds. And deep down, I already knew that, okay, this match was going to be interesting because um, I heard a lot about Marcelo Bielsa and Leeds from the championship last season and they play really good football, you know? They actually play really good football and the... Uh, the signings of Rodrigo and um, all the other signings they made has actually bolstered their squad a bit so I actually expected them to do well but this match wow what a match that was so the match ended f um, in Liverpool's favour by 4 goals to 3 Liverpool 4 leads 3 or more again it was first um, Liverpool took the lead by a penalty from um, Mo Salah um, considered by one of the lead defenders his name is Robin Cook yes you heard me right Robin Cook <laughs> what a name and he gave away the penalty and was a handball I think that was definitely a handball yes it was definitely a handball so there was no problem and Salah stepped up and he slotted the penalty straight down the middle what a finish from him Salah looks like Salah looks in fact in the whole Liverpool team I think Salah was like the brightest spark they had he looks like he's on something this season and if it keeps on going like this um, uh, it's to get him in your FPL team because the guy looks like he's on fire this season so he scored that penalty and then later um, some minutes later Jack Harrison equalized for Leeds and what a goal that was um, a nice pass from midfield by Calvin Phillips Harrison took the ball down very well dribbled past Gomez and Alexander Arnold and slotted it past Allison. I mean that was a fantastic finish. I was <laughs> I was in shock when that goal went and I was like, wow, um, these Leeds guys aren't here to play. Then minutes later, <clears throat> a corner kick, Van Dijk jumped the highest of everybody and nodded the second goal in and it was 2-1 and I was like, wow, we have a game on our hands. At that point, I was like, <laughs> I went like, I literally moved closer to the TV and I was watching with all my attention. 
then again Bamford had a chance actually to make it 2-2 but he made a mess of it but later when he redeemed himself for that he got another chance a gift from van dyke actually and you know what he lifted it over allison and made it 2-2 and i was like hey these, these guys aren't here to play they, they aren't here to play and the, the funny thing about them is that they play really good football you know they actually like play really good football better than some of the premier league teams of the settled premier league teams you actually have i think i'm going to be rooting for them this season i'm i'm very sure they're staying up so yeah that happened and then um salah scored a blimey of a goal i think it was a free kick the ball got to him and he fired it with energy the net almost tore like you could hear the nets shaking god what a finish that was from salah then in the second half Matthias click Klitsch, i don't know how to pronounce it click i think he collided again making the game 3-3 and at that point i was like wow unfortunately when rodrigo came to make his debut he considered a penalty later on and then gave salah the means to score another goal now if you had salah in your fpl team um you are very lucky <laughs> you're very very lucky so yeah salah made it 4-3 and um, from then on i thought liverpool would just hold on and see the game out so yeah liverpool i think if a liverpool fan a lot of liverpool fans were scared saying oh shit we need to sign somebody um i think you guys should calm down you're overreacting liverpool is still a very good team in fact if it was another team they probably would have lost this game but there's still a lot of quality in your team anyway so i, I won't be too scared by this result although it did show that there were some holes in the liverpool defense and if you can get at them they are vulnerable but you still have to play at a particular level to get anything from Liverpool because they are so good right now. Leeds, I hope they stay up because they play really good football and uh, I was really entertained. They, they won like the normal teams that like West Ham that will come to your house and park balls. At Anfield, they actually went away and they actually played ball. So yes, like kudos to Bielsa and his boys and I hope they actually do all this season. So the next game um was west ham versus newcastle newcastle won that one by two goals to nil um debutants callum wilson and jeff hendrick scored and um gave newcastle the easy to nil win over west ham man i don't know what's wrong with west ham because west ham actually have players in my opinion if you ask me they have players imagine david Moyes. imagine you having lanzini you have yamolenko you have um anderson and you are playing you are playing mcnoble as number 10 why would you do that like that kind of thing it just feels like he was setting them up from the beginning and i always felt that newcastle would win and newcastle seem to have found the balance in their team and they're looking stronger with Callum wilson and the caro looking like ibrahimovic <laughs> that guy wins almost any duel in the air in fact like if you send a long ball to him best believe he's going to get the ball so um, newcastle look like they're going to be very comfortable this season Ryan Fraser too is there so yeah the Newcastle should be safe I think West Ham will really struggle this season by the way they are one of my relegation candidates I think will really struggle under the Moyes this season because there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes at that club and uh, they just don't look comfortable so we move on to the next match which was on Sunday we saw Leicester take on West Brom which was on another new team in the Premier League um, just coming back from the Championship Leicester came through and won that one by three goals to nil Castagne giving them the lead in the 56th minute then Vadi converting two goals from the penalty spots to make it 3-0 um, in the first half Leicester were a bit shaky but that was expected as it's still the first game of the season but in the second half they came through and they played their ball 
and they won that one comfortably. And Leicester would also have a good season. They still have Madsen and once he's back from injury, I, I believe they'll be more balanced and they would give other teams problem as well. And you know Vadi, Vadi, <laughs> Vadi is, 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 is such a good striker at his age, he's still banging in goals. And he's another person that you should probably help in your FPL team because it looks like he means business this season and of course he's on penalties so yeah you should probably get him in your team but for West Brom um hmm West Brom zone is a bit tricky because I feel like defensively they just don't have enough Premier League experience in that back line uh their back line looks very soft Shemi Ajayi, Daniel Folong, Batley only Kieran Gibbs has Premier League experience and that was even a long time ago but yeah I think their defense needs work but although just like this evening or no longer ago i saw that they've wrapped up a deal for Branislav ivanovic so that's an interesting one so i think that will give them more strength defensively i'm not still sure yet whether i think they'll stay up but uh they have Pereira, they have diangana and they still have charlie austin so young people you think they should probably try to stay up but you never can tell it's the premier league so on to the next game tottenham versus everton which was a late kickoff. Um, Everton ended up winning that one by one goal to nil. A goal from Dominic Calvert Lewin. And um, in that game, we saw Alan Rodriguez and uh, Ducori have their debuts. And I think they, three of them played very well. Everton looked like a different team actually with those three in midfield. They just looked so much better. They looked so balanced. They were comfortable on the ball. He dominated the ball easily. Rodriguez was cutting in on his left foot and giving some nice cross-field passes. In fact, it was a very good game by Everton. I thoroughly liked what I saw. And they won that one comfortably. I don't think Tottenham really posed any threat because they were looking to play on the counter. Um, and uh, they seemed to be very solid defensively. So I, it didn't really look like Tottenham were going to trouble them. It was just a matter of could they score. And I think that's what they will need to build on. They will just need to score more goals for them to be finish to have it like a top half finish this season because they look very solid in midfield now so yeah in the case of Tottenham I don't know they just looked I don't know <laughs> they looked so unconvincing the team just looked they did not play any nice football Ali and Kane and Son although Son, Son did something he looked like the player that was most likely to cause any problem in the first half but after that there was no much from that team and you can just see that there's just something wrong with Tottenham. Ever since they lost that Champions League um, final to Liverpool, the, the club has just been very somehow. And I don't know whether Mourinho is the right man for them. I prefer really not to um, not to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble. But he would get results, that's for sure. And he will give them a proper... Uh, mentality but I just feel playing good football you wouldn't say that from Tottenham for a while and a lot of their players will struggle with that kind of football it just doesn't look really good for Tottenham at the moment but I think they would they should be able to like go far in the Europa League and maybe even win it and qualify for Champions League I think this that's what they should look towards they should just look towards winning the Europa League and qualifying from there to the Champions League final day on Monday they had Sheffield take on Wolves wow um that game wolves came out of the blocks flying they scored two very quick goals in the first half in the third and the sixth minutes raw jimenez and roman saiz um scoring from a corner it was a very good display by wolves and uh 
classic Wolves scored early, kept their defensive shape solid and uh, saw out the game. Although Sheffield in the second half played much better and looked like um, they could cause problems but um, unfortunately luck was not on their side and they could not break the deadlock. So Wolves won that one comfortably by two goals to nil. And um, for both teams this season, Sheffield, I just hope they won't have second season syndrome, you know, after overachieving last season, they might drop off and, uh, you know, they struggled for goals last season, they scored like, I think, 39 goals or so less in the whole Premier League campaign, which is very, very low. <laughs> so, if they don't sort out how they can score more goals and if they are leaking goals from defence, it will be a very long season for Sheffield. And uh, thankfully, they didn't even qualify for Europa League because if they qualified for Europa League, bro, they would have been finished with that small squad they have. Although they did sign some players, they signed Ampadu and some other players, but it's not enough quality, you know, going forward for me, for them. Well, let's see what happens anyway. In the final game of the game week, we saw Brighton take on Chelsea. Now, I will be honest, I'm a Chelsea fan, but even me, I know that Chelsea didn't play well in that game, nope. even though we won by three goals to one, uh, we did not play well. Um, we looked like a team that had not played before for the first time. We saw Werner and Havertz um, have their debuts for the club. Um, Werner played particularly well, especially in that first half. He was running, he got chances, and he could have actually scored, you know, had Loftus-Cheek played him through. But Loftus-Cheek looked off it in that game. But we saw goals from Jorginho, Chris James and Zuma to give Chelsea the 3-1 win over Brighton. And for Brighton, I just feel they were unfortunate, you know. Um, on another day, if we were unlucky, they probably could have edged it or won or even taken a draw. But uh, the quality in the Chelsea side just came through at the end of the day. But I fully expect Chelsea to build on this performance and like, of course, I think we'll see them get better with most of their signings come back. When Chilwell or ZH, Thiago Silva, when they come back, we'll look much more better but uh, at least they got the three points which is what is important it would be very bad if they dropped points so early on in the season so i think the three points was the most important thing at the end of the day <laughs> on social media i was already seeing some fans going on talking about harvard i saw a tweet someone said harvard uh, 100 million for for jama shepherd i was like cool because like yes um, he didn't have the best game definitely is his first game in the premier league Everybody is going to be looking at him very closely and he's expected anyway. He just has to be strong mentally and uh, show his class because of course he's a very good player. So once his um, starting teammates get back and he plays in his most comfortable position which is in the number 10 position, I think we will see the best of Kai Havertz. So yeah, <laughs> as I said before, banter is uh, very popular on social media so of course we'll see my especially my new fans i saw their tweets yesterday so yeah the whole thing didn't surprise me so much but damn can we talk about davis james goal wow what a strike that was you know in that game actually Tariq lamptey brighton have got themselves one hell of a player um because he was running alone soon in that game he, he destroyed alone in that game yesterday he's a very very good player very very direct very versatile of course, Chelsea still have um, goalkeeping problems. The, the goal they considered was a long range shot, and again, could have said Kepa could have done better at that position, but uh, I think Mendy is coming in, so he'll probably have to <laughs> bounce because <laughs> that man just doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. But, anyways, um, that was the last game of the game week, and yes, we have 
reached the end of this episode. A lot of Shalai. I know I did a lot of Shalai. I'm still going to try and uh, get my points quickly across so I don't take too much of your time in future episodes. So I'll definitely work on that. And um, But if you did stay till the end, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed me talking you through the review of the first match week of the Premier League. I will definitely drop another episode in between this week in which I will talk about the teams that didn't play Man U, Man City and maybe some La Liga games. I'm not sure but let's see how it goes. And definitely I will also do an FPL episode in which I will talk about Fantasy Premier League and um, talk about how I'm faring and if I can give you tips and tricks and help you guys too in your FPL teams. So yeah, um, thank you very much for listening. It's been your boy Digi. It was a very entertaining weekend of football. I hope you enjoyed this review. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to check out my socials. Hit me up on Twitter. Send me a DM. Let me know what I can do to improve the quality of this podcast. Talk to me. Let's interact. And um, I will see you guys next time. Peace.